I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Y'all raise your hand if you're tired or raise your hand if you've been tired for a minute now. I hear ya. And this is the episode for you. Today on the podcast, we have Lori Aikman. Um, man, she's just our go-to girl for those moments when we're looking to up-level our health and our energy to feel more vibrant, right? So we can do all the things that we want to do at home and in our business and with our families and in all the places. Uh, Lori really helps women get to the root cause of their symptoms. She uses functional lab testing And in this episode, she's going to talk to us about how we can meet the specific needs of our body, and she's going to teach us ways in which we can best support our energy and our vitality. So if you are a woman who has been struggling with burnout, or you feel like you're on the fringe of burnout, you're constantly kind of teetering on that line, um, I've been there, I get that. 
And I think you're going to find a lot of value in this episode today. We're going to talk a lot about uh, burnout and also just about adrenal fatigue and hormone uh, dysfunction. So we can do what we can do to feel better, to have more energy, and really just to feel more alive because you deserve that, mama. So enjoy this episode with Lori Aikman. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you. So we're going to talk all things, I think, holistic health. We're going to talk about a lot of ways in which I think the the ways in which we live manifest in our bodies and what we mm-hmm. do about it. But before the, we do that, would you just tell everyone who you are? We just spoke a little bit before we hit record about your kids and your family and the work that you're doing. So just let everyone know what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad to to be here and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, my name is Lori Aikman. So I am, I guess in my job, I'm a functional health practitioner. I have a virtual practice where I work with, I would say a lot of mompreneurs and, you know, women that own their own businesses or maybe high achieving women who are in like maybe a corporate setting. And the common theme is that they, I call it they're in burnout. So they're, you know, exhausted. They just don't feel like they used to. And they're ready for that to change. My background before that, how I got started doing that was I'm a family practice nurse practitioner by trade. And I would see when I was working in my, you know, general practice setting, women like the same thing. These women coming in, moms, and they're like, I just, you know, their body was different. Things had changed, but we doing a conventional medicine workup, we couldn't I could never put my finger on what was going on with them. Like, oh, we'll check your B12, we'll check your iron, your thyroid function. Okay, everything looks normal, you know, by conventional medicine standards, but intuitively, I knew there was more going on with these women and they knew it too. And I just saw really in in an effort to help my patients, you know, understand what's going on in their body and like feel better. I found functional medicine. And so then the journey has led me here to what I'm doing now. And then I've, you know, gone, it's so funny learning about all that stuff. And I'm sure we'll get into, I can look back at my life and just see different seasons of going through, you know, burnout, even definitely having two children in two years, you know, it's a little challenging. So I'm a mom of two. My son is two and my daughter's eight months, they're 18 months apart. And then, yeah, you know, married and yeah. I, even though before when I was working as a nurse practitioner, I worked in the ICU for about 10 years, like five years as a nurse and then another six, five and a half, six as a nurse practitioner and, you know, working the shift work and night shift and day shift and weekends and, and just very high stress, you know, literally life or death situations at times. I can look back and see how burnout was manifesting physically in my body at that time. But, you know, you don't get told much more than like, you need to take some time off or, you know, and when you're a mom, you can't, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, let me hire somebody to watch my kids for a week so I can, you know, it's just taking time off. Is it the same when you become a mom? And then especially if you have the demands of of your career as well. So, yeah, well, I'm sure so many listeners can relate to so many parts of this story. Before we kind of get into some of the specifics for the people who are listening who maybe have had experience with what we think of as going to the doctors when we feel like something is off versus the work that you do as in in functional health, 
Can you explain a little bit about the difference and how what you do is is not what they might see if they go see their GP or? Sure, sure. Yes, yeah. That's a great question because I think that if you've not heard of functional, you know, more functional way, it's like, what does that mean? But yeah, you you go say, okay, a client of mine, you know, I'm I have all these. I'm tired, you know, my hair is falling out. That's what I would see a lot is I'm tired. I can't lose weight. My hair might be falling out. Skin is changing. Periods are irregular. You go to your regular GP or maybe you go to your OBGYN and and women would always, I think there's a lot of like, okay, it's a thyroid must be a problem. I think my clients would all, or my patients when I was in practice would always want their thyroid checked. And so, yeah, your daughter, doctor may run a panel of, a complete blood cell count, uh, metabolic panel, check thyroid levels. And, and unfortunately, many times those are going to, if we look at just blood tests, those are going to fall within the normal ranges. Yeah. And from, so if you go to any kind of lab, you get blood drawn and it, t- it gives you a high and low and you fall in the middle of that high and low, it, we kind of go, oh, you're normal. But 90, upwards of 90 something percent of the population falls in that range. And we know, you know, of all the statistics on how unhealthy maybe our American population is, which is some of our lifestyle and things like that. We know not 90 something percent of the population is, is healthy. Mm-hmm. So from a functional perspective, we're looking at optimal health. So we're looking at more narrow ranges on the blood test that, and there's some things that can start changing and we can recognize patterns before, like we were talking about a blood sugar a little bit before, okay, you meet criteria for diabetes. Well, we can start seeing changes in blood sugar and insulin before you would meet that pre-diabetes or diabetes criteria. And and what we're looking at is not just, I give the example of blood work because that's what would happen in a conventional medicine setting, but in a functional setting. So then, you know, we look at the blood work. Okay. We can see things are off, but then what is the deeper issue? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times functional medicine is called root cause medicine because we're looking deeper at like, for example, I say burnout is a problem with your, with your adrenals or you know, your cortisol levels, which is also called the HPA axis. So that is kind of the common theme among the type of woman that I work with is that that because of chronic demand, you know, maybe not necessarily stress, you know, maybe you're not stressed out, maybe you like what you do, you love your kids, you love your job, but you have these constant demands, your body is always in demand, yeah. and it changes things on a hormonal level and where we see that show up is with in the adrenals with the cortisol levels which then impacts that's kind of upstream from thyroid problems from problems with our sex hormones estrogen progesterone testosterone that then you know throw off our periods and and changes our hair and our weights and things like that those are downstream or or signs of a root cause problem that begins in that HPA access. Mm. So so then from a functional perspective, one of the tests that I do with my clients is actually looking at those hormone levels. So not just estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, but also the adrenal glands and those hormones 
and then looking at from a functional perspective, you know, those functional ranges, then on some of those blood tests, you know, what, okay, we're starting to see things shift out of that optimal range, and it's showing us this is the problem. Mm, That makes so much sense. So as you're talking about the difference between a normal range, but really the optimal, you know, where we want to be optimally Uh within that, I was just kind of thinking, I'm sure there's so many women who have these symptoms showing up kind of how you mentioned, like just being tired or losing our hair or irregular periods. And sometimes, and I'll speak for myself and probably a lot of our listeners is that I wonder, like, I'm like, is this normal? Is this just normal part of being a mom? Or when does it rise to the level of being something that I actually need some sort of intervention or, or help with from a professional? And I wonder if you could speak to that and also maybe some of the things that your clients come to you with and you point out mm-hmm. to them like, hey, this actually isn't normal yes. or this actually, we can do something about this. Like you don't have yes. to live with this that mm-hmm. people are surprised to then know there is a solution for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I well, I was thinking of when you, I ended, you started talking, I was like, oh, I should have said this. But I find that there's a lot of validation that happens with my clients when we go through this process because another thing that can happen with when you go to a conventional medicine doctor, if they're not trained to look for a deeper issue is you kind of get told this is part of being a mom. This is part of, you know, if you're nearing, if you're like forties and this is perimenopause, Mm -hmm. this is just, you kind of get told, well, this is just par for the course that you shouldn't expect to feel any better. And your labs are normal. Like it's kind of, we're just women, I think can very much be dismissed. And I've had so many clients say, so I'm not crazy. You know, when we go over their, their results, it's like, yes, they're really this is really off in your body and it's causing these symptoms. I would say, I guess, just speaking to, well, another thing is mood can be a big alteration. And I've had a, I've had a handful of women, you know, or a number of clients who their conventional medicine doctor, OBGYN or, you know, primary care doctor has recommended like a antidepressant, you know, for mood changes. And they're like, but I'm not depressed. Like I don't feel depressed. And they keep trying, they keep just trying to put me on an antidepressant. And something I see happen is I can think of one client in particular is, is those sometimes when you get to, there's kind of a, a um, spectrum of, you know, when we have stress and our adrenals are under stress and then st- stress or demands keep coming and we get into this where our body's trying to compensate and we might have higher and lower levels. Mm-hmm. But then we get to where I call burnout or exhaustion. And what happens is that the sex hormones are very depleted. And because of that, a lot of times women stop ovulating. And even if you're not concerned about, you know, getting pregnant, you know, you're not concerned about ovulation from a fertility standpoint. Progesterone has so many positive, you know, beneficial qualities to it. And when we lose progesterone because we're not ovulating, we get really heavy cycles. We get irregular cycles. You know, I see women where that, so if we don't have enough progesterone, estrogen is really dominant. So we get fibrocystic breasts or uterine fibroids, things like that. And, and women kind of just get, 
you know, oh, this is normal. This is not. But if we look at, okay, you're having a period, but the signs are showing up that telling us that that you, even though you're having a period, you're having a bleed. If you're not ovulating, that's, you know, there's, there's more to the story there. So it's really looking at deeper what is going on. Cause women will tell me, well, yeah, I have a period every month. But then we look at the labs and they're not ovulating. So you're, you're losing speaking to the mood piece. So if we don't have progesterone, progesterone is a precursor to something called GABA, which is a calming neurotransmitter, you know, helps us feel calm, feel peaceful, help us sleep. And so the mood irregularity without having that or really late, I've had clients with just really bad PMS, like, like my family knows it's coming. I just can't control my emotions. It feels, you know, really heavy. And when you get things back in line, they're like, oh my gosh, I, I mean, it just has impacted their life so much, their family. So yes, mood changes show up. The irregular cycles um, can be a sign of a, de- a deeper issue. Mm-hmm. And then to speak to, so the cortisol level, cortisol levels can be high before sometimes they get to that burnout stage where cortisol levels are low. But another thing we know cortisol does is it drives up our blood sugar. And so in, in large, I mean, I've heard there's lots of biohackers out there, you know, people that monitor their blood sugar, even though they're not diabetic and things like that. And that's something I've seen, you know, across the board is when people are under stress, even if they haven't eaten, our body's reaction to that, that cortisol and dumps blood, you know, dumps sugar into our blood so that we, we have energy to handle that stressful situation. So another thing I see in my clients is that blood sugar is high. And when blood sugar is high, then insulin eventually is going to be high too. And so these young, you know, relatively healthy women have high blood sugar, have maybe sometimes high blood pressure, have high insulin levels, which drives up their cholesterol. And these are women who, like a lot of my clients will tell me, I'm the healthiest person I know. I'm the healthiest person in my house. Like I eat the best, I exercise, and I still, you know, feel awful. And I have all these, you know, maybe these things, these changes that are popping up on their blood work. So those are some of, and then with our blood sugar swings, that's going to affect our energy levels, you know, in a, in a big way. So when that blood sugar comes down or things like that can make you tired, you know, you have that afternoon slump. Sometimes that can be a blood sugar issue. So there, I, I gave you a huge answer with a lot of different things, but there, just to say there really are physiologic things that can be going on with the symptoms that you're having in your body. And it's not, Oh, you're just a mom. Oh, you're, you're in your forties now. You're nearing menopause or whatever, you know, spiel you, you get told and, and kind of just to suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. You're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you crazy. Like you've been gaslit, you know, about this, but let's test and see. So for people who are listening, your practice is online. Mm-hmm. And for people who are like, okay, I'm hearing her talk about labs. I'm hearing her talking about you know, measuring all of these things, like how does that work with an online practitioner? Am I testing myself? Like how to explain yeah. to people how that, how that works? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the cool thing is, is there's, when you kind of dip into the functional medicine world, this is how a lot of practitioners work. I mean, there are in like, there's a, there's a local in office practice here in town where I live 
But yeah, I choose to work, you know, part of it because I'm a mom, I've chose to, you know, work from home virtually and it just allows me the way I practice it, you know, and the way I'm regular, I'm not actually using my nurse practitioner license when I'm practicing because I'm functioning more like as a coach. And then there's these great companies that, that, you know, facilitate the lab ordering, but one of the, so I do a blood test with my clients. That's something that we do in the beginning. And that either, there's a couple different ways we can do it is we can get the tubes shipped to your house and we actually have somebody come and draw the blood for you at your house, which is really nice. Or if you, like I have one client, she lived in a just really rural area. So there wasn't anything close to her. So she did have to go to a lab, but we were just able to find a lab near her where she lived. It was about 30 minutes away. So she got her blood drawn. Then with the hormone piece, that is an at-home kit that you're doing. So the test I use is called the Dutch Plus. It's from, it's very common if you, once you dive in a lot of the, there are other adrenal panels out there, but a lot of the functional providers do use the Dutch for checking those hormones. But it's, you do the test over like 24 hours. You're going to use some urine strips where you, you know, just when you go to the bathroom, you're going to dip that strip in your urine and then it dries out and then it get you'll ship it into the lab. And then we're also testing some saliva swabs. So you'll have some swabs in there where you swab your saliva. And then that is where they actually measure the active cortisol hormones throughout your day. And so it is a little involved, you know, you're taking a day to do it and you're taking some different measurements throughout the day, but it really gives us a good pattern when it comes to the adrenal glands and cortisol of what it's doing throughout your day. Mm-hmm. And then from there, those are kind of the two baseline tests that we do with everybody. And then I do other testing if somebody's ready for a deeper dive and if there's really a lot of signs showing up that there's more going on, for example, like gut testing. So I know gut health is very in right now and a lot of people are talking about it, but there really are, I reviewed labs with a client yesterday and she's had digestive issues for quite a long time and we found there was a parasite, you know, when we did her gut test and she had a lot of bacterial overgrowth and also some yeast. So those gut health programs where you're changing your diet are huge, but sometimes there are, there's actually bugs in there that we need to get rid of that are contributing to some of your, you know, some of the problems. And then there's another test I use called organic acids. We look at food sensitivities. And then I also do a, a genetic test on, on clients if we're, we're ready to move to that next level and we've really got that blood sugar and that cortisol dialed in. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. So I would assume then you got these labs, you go over them with your clients, and then there's some sort of supplementation that you would propose to them. Yes, yes. So it's really, I like to say, so we have the lifestyle piece, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about managing our stress and ways to do that. And we're going to talk about how to eat and how to sleep. And then the, the nutritional supplements, I feel like just kind of, catch us up a lot faster when we use the targeted nutritional supplements, especially with the adrenals. It just helps to get, when you, when you do it with lifestyle, if you were in burnout, it's going to take you a long time, unfortunately, to get those back up to par. 
the nutritional supplements just kind of help to cut down that time because they're they're targeted in the way they're really affecting our cortisol levels or affecting our, our hormone levels sometimes too if somebody is really in burnout. Mm-hmm. And then again, when we move on to the advanced testing with the gut, with inflammation in the body, then yeah, there are specific supplements that we use to, if they're, you know, like that client where she had parasites and yeast and bacteria, you know, we're using nutritional supplements to address that. And then we'll move on to like a a really intensive detoxification. You can kind of detox with lifestyle, but sometimes if there's heavy metals or other contaminants, I guess, in the body would be the way to say it. We need a more intensive detox to get rid of that. That makes so much sense. And then when you talk about it being a study of really what the root cause is of a lot of these things that are showing up. So obviously, if there's, you know, parasites or these contaminants or things like that, that's one thing. But if we're finding that our cortisol levels or, you know, this adrenal fatigue, there's a root cause, like that's a root cause for what we're feeling like. But there's also a root cause for those higher levels or that depletion. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what are some of the lifestyle things for people that are listening? Sure. Like, you know, how can I start today? Like yes. what are things that might be seem mm-hmm. like small shifts that I can see a big impact or a big payoff of that underlying those habits or slow, yes. whatever it is that, that can really help. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because we need that, you know, we need that piece. Let's sometimes I find some of my clients are like, okay, give me the supplements. And then they take the supplements, but they don't. Yeah. They don't, they're a little resistant to making the lifestyle changes. And I'm like, okay, well, that's just going to get us back to, you know, back into burnout down the road when we stop doing all those things. So the adrenal piece and really supporting those cortisol levels are, is like the, I kind of think of it as the foundation. You know, if we look at, think of it like a pyramid, that adrenal piece is really the foundation. And I spoke to earlier, so balancing your blood sugar or regulating your blood sugar is is really the first step. If your blood sugar is not balanced and regulated, then it's going to make everything else a lot harder, even regulating your cortisol levels because cortisol affects blood sugar. And so, and I know if I say blood sugar, people are like, I don't have a blood sugar problem. You know, like I'm, I'm 35 or whatever it is, yeah. you know, I'm healthy. I don't have a blood, but I find most women that I talk to are eating, you know, sometimes eating too much carbs and not enough protein. And the other thing is, especially if we're on the go and we're busy, we're eating a lot of packaged things. We're eating foods that are really inflammatory that then drive our blood sugar up too. So if you look at a lot of things that are packaged, if you look at the ingredients, they're made with seed oils. So canola oil is a very common seed oil or soybean oil. Those are real, they're not made to be oils. That's actually a chemical process. How, you know, they take canola as a type is actually originates from a seed and they, that seed then becomes oil. It's got to go through a chemical alteration to get like that. And it's, they're very just high in omega six fatty acids. I'm getting too technical, but anyways, they drive up, they cause inflammation, which then is going to drive blood sugar as well. So if you look at your day and and eating balanced meals with an adequate amount of protein and healthy fats. So things like your, I know in years ago, I don't know, I just remember growing up and being in that stage where everything was fat free because people yeah. were afraid of fat. 
but we know that's that's not you know that's not the problem we just need the healthy fat so avocado avocado oil olive oil or um, coconut oil mct oil even ghee um, you know the clarified butter those are you know more healthier fats that we can use and getting some healthy protein in and, and then lots of fruits and veggies and maybe minimizing the grains is kind of some general things that can help balance the blood sugar. And then there's a lot of evidence around intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating to help balance blood sugar. It's just got to be done in the right way, especially for a woman. And if you are in burnout, that can be more stressful on your body. So it's something you'd probably just want to work with, you know, get some guidance behind. Sure. And then I would say another thing. So the diet piece, sleep is huge. And and I can say my daughter doesn't sleep through the night every night. So I know sleep, it's like sometimes sleep you can't control, but, you know, as much as you can control it and then good sleep hygiene with, you know, minimizing screen time at night, or if you have to work wearing like blue lights, blocking glasses, because that really does wake up your body, right? When we use screens, the blue light from our screen it's like it's telling your body it's daytime. And so you're not going to produce natural melatonin because your body thinks it's daytime. So, you know, really regulating your sleep, maybe minimizing if you're having that nighttime wind down, that really can throw off your blood sugar overnight, which can wake you up. And and I don't know, I've just found as I've gotten older, my sleep, if I do have you know, a drink, it, it really throws off my sleep a lot. And so that's something I would minimize if you can, as much as you think, you know, it might be helping you to relax there, you know, we can find some other ways to help relax in the evening. And then the other thing I would say, and again, this is very, I see it a lot on the internet. So I think it's very in is cycle syncing and really paying attention to where you're at in your menstrual cycle. And Because we really do. It's funny, the more and more I pay attention to this, when I'm in what I would call the luteal phase, so after you've ovulated, but before you start your period, it's kind of a time if if we were to become pregnant, right? Progesterone, which progests, so it's promoting gestation, which is, you know, when you have when you'd have a baby or fetus or whatever inside of you. Um, I think when we're doing that, we want to be calm, we want to be relaxed, we need a lot more energy. So I find even just how I show up, I have to plan ahead on like social media because I'm like, I don't want to get off, you know, just planning and realizing. I think sometimes women think I should be able to have the same output no matter what time of the month it is. And it, and if we really co-create with our hormones and we allow ourselves to have rest when we need rest a lot of times in that luteal phase. And then when we're in, you know, a lot of times, Okay, you have first couple of days of your period, and then a lot of, for a lot of women, energy picks up. And then during that, what's the follicular phase from your period to before you start, uh, before you have ovulation is usually a very high energy time for, uh, women. And so that's the time where you like can, you know, plan more intensive things. But I find that that is really a strategy to help with burnout too, because Mm -hmm. we're, if we can avoid really taxing things during that luteal phase and allow our body to rest, then we can allow those progesterone levels to come up and which is going to help us feel better overall. Again, even if you're not, fertility is not a um, concern. Yes. I love that. 
I know I've started cycle syncing or just being like, I even put it in my work calendar about like, yes, I do things. And what I found is one, the awareness and the efficiency that comes from that is incredible, Mm -hmm. but even more powerful, I think is the level of compassion I can extend myself. Oh yeah. I have an understanding like, okay, I know my period is coming in five days. Like I don't have to beat myself up that I don't want to go on a seven mile run today. You know, like I understand and what my body needs and how I can nourish it and know that in a few weeks, you know, that'll come back. And maybe today I'll just lay on the floor and stretch or something. And that's okay. Exactly. There's more, do some yoga, do some something, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, you know, a leisurely bike ride during that luteal phase and just, yeah, like you said, have more compassion for yourself. I love that. Yes. Okay. So this is the last thing I want to kind of ask you because you kind of said something earlier and I've been thinking about it that so many women don't think that they're stressed out because like they love what Mm -hmm. they do at work or, you know, whatever it is. And I think as a society, Western culture, I think, especially as women, especially as high achieving working moms, I think we probably have, I'm going to overgeneralize, but a very low awareness of how much stress we actually carry on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder how you kind of coach your clients through a practice Mm -hmm. of slowing down that can feel so uncomfortable (laughs) and the importance in slowing down and just an awareness Mm -hmm. of maybe, you know, it's not quote unquote stress, but the speed at which our mind and our body are always operating, how that affects Mm -hmm. us on a physiological level, our hormones, all of this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Cause we, and I feel like that type of woman that is is very high achieving and I know I can relate myself there can be some discomfort right in in slowing down yes and in having that time for rest and I find and again I don't want to generalize but what I have found what I've seen in in myself and then in working with my clients too sometimes there's like this we're hustling to prove you know, to earn, I would say I just did a podcast interview with another woman that we were talking about, you know, that self-love piece and that self-compassion. It's like, who am I if I'm not productive? If I don't give some output today, then, you know, I'm not, I think, you know, a lot of us grew up, we got the pat on the back and the atta girl if we were like getting straight A's and we were on honor roll and we were playing sports or we were playing piano you know if we got praised for performing as children a lot of times mm-hmm. and that learning how to love ourselves just I mean there's a lot of things I could say I think mindfulness practice is huge but what the root, it really, you know, if we talk about root cause, what it really comes down to so much, I think, is loving ourselves for who we are and not what we do. You know, just loving ourselves because of. We're alive. We're human. Yeah, you're, you're human. We're and you're worthy of love. Yeah. And, and being able to give that love to yourself mm-hmm. and not seeking it from external sources, Mm -hmm. I think can allow us to sometimes let go of 
of things in our life or maybe just shift. Maybe there's maybe you're out of alignment in your life. You're not doing what you really want to do and desire to do it. And maybe if loving yourself and, and moving away from that, like, but I have to do this thing because I get my validation from this thing, mm-hmm. you know, can if you could shift into something that really gives you life because you allow yourself to to change in a way that maybe doesn't feel like what you got praised for, or if that's making sense. So I've, I've found that to be true with myself, too, of just realizing how I feel like my mindfulness journey has been, you know, years in the process now. But in the beginning, when I was learning like to meditate, I was so uncomfortable just sitting with myself. Yes. Yeah, it makes so so much sense. And I relate so deeply. And I know a lot of our listeners do too. I mean, they fit this exact you know profile we're discussing. So for those of you who who are listening and what Lori just said, like really struck, struck a chord. I think my encouragement to you too is like, it's just slow. You could just be slow in in all of these, this shifting, you're not doing anything wrong and not broken. It's just like an awareness of where we have opportunities to maybe be a little more mindful of why we feel the need to go, go, go 24 seven. So yes, invitations all over the place to to find moments of stillness. I love that, man. This has been so good. I've learned so much. So thank you, Lori. You're uh, welcome. For, I, th- yeah. I could keep talking on and on yes. and on. So. <laughs> Same. Maybe we'll have to do a part two. Yeah, that'd be great. Let everyone know where they can find you and connect with you and kind of what you've got going on for, for women. Yes, yes, yes. So my website is just laurieaikman.com. That's probably a good starter spot. I actually am in the middle of taping my own podcast, kind of doing some pre-recording some episodes and before we officially launch. So that'll be coming out in May as well. It's called Rising from Burnout. So you can find that on my website. And then I have some challenges that I do throughout the year, usually like focusing on increasing your energy, because that is, I would say, the consistent theme across my clients is they're always looking for more energy. And then I am active on like social media, you know, Instagram. I'm just at Lori Aikman. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Uh, so those are two places where you can find me. Yeah, we'll put all of that in the show in the show notes for you guys. And I'm so excited about your podcast. Definitely yeah. be watching for that so we can leave That's reviews and ratings. Yes. Thank you. Thank stuff. you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks again for your time. It was such a pleasure to have you on. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. If you love mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, It would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.